everyone, I'm Harvey Lee. Welcome to A11 Crypto, the podcast where we adventure into the bleeding edges of crypto land. This is a place where I talk with visionary founders and savvy investors to explore opportunities and dissect the latest trends so you can be in the know. Welcome to the first episode of Market Update. This is where I do a commentary of what is moving the market and share with everyone my thoughts. If you are in the crypto sphere, you probably are hearing NFTs a lot these days. What is an NFT? NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. So to give you an example, um, $1 is equal to $1. And the dollar is fungible because every single dollar is the same. However, one cat is not the same as another cat. And that is called non-fungibility. So one NFT is a perfect digital representation of things that are unique. Now, um, these things can be the drawing that you bought uh, from the artist that you're seeing in Paris next to River Seine. It could be your limited edition trainers. It could be the powerful sword you earned after spending hours playing your favorite game. Um, and NFTs, uh, you know, they have been part of crypto for a long time, but they really haven't taken off until recently, like literally about two days ago. So recently, any project with a focus on NFT has seen its token price really going through the roof. Um, Rarible, which is a marketplace for NFT uh, collectibles, most will be NFT artworks. Uh, has seen its token price more than double in less than a day. Meme is an uh, innovative mashup, to be honest, of DeFi and NFT. Um, It came up with a system where its token holders could provide uh, liquidity on Uniswap and then stake that liquidity provider tokens for points, uh, which will then allow the token holders to claim um, NFT artworks by an artist called Sven Eberwin. And uh, it was so popular that people were rushing to buy the meme tokens and the prices of these artworks just went up. Um, there was a artwork of Andre Krunje, the founder or the inventor of the YM protocol. And I believe it was sold for 75 Ethereum. Uh, 75 Ether, uh, which was roughly about 30,000 USD. And Meme, you know, so its price increased more than 200 times, which is just mind-boggling from about uh, a month ago. Now, this, you know, explosion of NFT, um, I guess, FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, you know, really made the industry, um, you know, front and center of a lot of people's uh, attention. So I've been thinking about an NFT uh, today and uh, what it actually means, um, what it what it actually can do right now, and what it, what are things that are not working that has to be um, overcome in order for this space to really get to the next stage. And, um, you know, I, I've looked at the, um, the different components to make NFT work. And there are, you know, a few components. You know, the first thing is that, you know, the use case of NFT 
uh, has to be proven, has to be valid. And I think to a large extent that has been proven. You know, if you look at the CryptoKitties from 2017, uh, you know, that definitely worked. If you look at the uh, growth of the number of artworks that's being sold on Rarible, that's being sold on OpenSea, um, the largest um, NFT marketplace, um, you know, this concept of um, of having a unique uh, item being tokenized definitely works. Um, and, and you can see that, you know, there are more and more companies, uh, real-world companies start to... Um, uh, use these uh, these tokens, use the blockchain technology to incorporate into to incorporate their their product offerings. You know, um, you know. I, I I don't know if you guys know the uh, a, a marketplace for um, Counter Strike um, skins. So Counter Strike is one of the biggest game um, in the world, and the marketplace for that is something called D Market, and D Market has been processing millions. Worth of dollars of items um, between players who would like to buy and sell the items they own uh, through the D Market platform, and D Market takes a five percent fee. I'm pretty sure it's been very um, lucrative, and 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 the growth of that industry, you know, it can only get bigger because you know it, it is only for Counter Strike right now. Uh, imagine if you incorporate the whole gaming industry, right? I believe gaming industry is worth I don't know two hundred billion a year. Um, you know that that that's a huge market. So you know using NFT to tokenize unique assets, uh, you know game items especially, is definitely definitely working. You know D D D market recently raised I think six million um, from um, from venture capital um, that involved. Um, I think support from um, gaming uh, publisher companies, um, you know, and, and and basically, you know, you want to transition their their centralized database model to a blockchain model, where these items uh, that currently register on a uh, register in a database uh, gets moved onto blockchain. So that I think it's it's pretty much there. Um, you know, obviously there is also artworks, right? Um, you know, if you go on OpenSea and if you go on Variable, most of the uh, listings uh, that are there are for artworks. So I think this is this case. I'm very optimistic about this case, uh, about this use case of uh, tokenizing unique assets, and uh, the NFT token standard definitely um, is uh, is able to represent value. Now the there is another part of this whole system that needs to work. Um, and I think this part has been largely overlooked. And that is the value accrue mechanism for token holders of these NFT marketplace. You know, uh, you know, Rarible uh, issued a governance token called Rary. Um, and... Um, uh, you know, if, if you look at the price movement, you know, th- th- this token more than doubling a day, you know, you would think that there's something amazing that's happening within the day. But actually, to be very honest, you know, um, Rari token um, holder rights um, that's been written, uh, that's been written down in, 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 the, uh, in the Medium post to explain about what Rari token is. Explicit says this, right? It says that the um, the rare token 
uh, does not confer any legal rights to manage the Rarible business or to receive profits from Rarible. You know, um, in its initial version, Rarible confers the right of active customers of Rarible to participate in each advisory voting process announced on Rarible. And the so-called uh, advisory voting will be um, will be something like you know uh, do you want to implement add a new feature to the platform uh, so the team will go develop it um, would you like to you know what, what what sort of trading fees that people would like and by the way like all of these components of of governance is far away in the future uh, because. Currently, none of it's been implemented. So, if you look at it, the, 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 there isn't really a clear value accrual mechanism. Um, you know, in terms of the, the 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 usage of platform and the value of the rare token. <clears throat> you know, this is very different from uh, the governance token of let's say Uniswap. You know, um, so. You know, I, I think he, 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 and this is a big problem because currently people are rushing to buy all all of these NFT token uh, tokens, um, and um, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but there is, but there is hope, I think, because uh, I think two days ago, uh, a company called Polyant Games, um, Polyant Games is a subsidiary of Polyant Labs. And it is an investment company that is uh, that is investing in gaming startups, and it's looking to bootstrap uh, or build a blockchain gaming ecosystem. Um, and this is very uh, interesting. They 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 released their uh, twenty one, I think twenty thousand or twenty one thousand uh, initial tokens. It's called a uh, Polyant Game Founders Keys. And uh, depending on the number of these keys you hold, you'll be able to gain certain access uh, in terms of the in the ecosystem. Whether that's you know uh, exclusive uh, lounge uh, where players can holding these tokens can will be able to communicate and chat and exchange ideas, you know, it's like like community building. Um, and after certain tier, you're able to be able to access um, upcoming games early. Uh, and I think that is that is definitely interesting. Um, and uh, the the most uh, fascinating thing, and I think important thing to me when I when I when I looked at this token distribution was that you know sixty percent of the whole tokens was distributed to the in the sale, I believe. And um, basically, uh, there was no VC; it was just purely low key community. The people who knew, the people who use the platform, got it, and that is 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 the best distribution can ask for. Um, now there are a few things that it wants to do, uh, using this token. Um, that's quite different from everything else I've seen in the place. So, one of the things he wants to do is that for the game developers and publishers who wants to get onto this platform, want to be part of the ecosystem. Uh, can use the token to uh, as as incentive for uh, the uh, the the players and users within the ecosystem to access their game and give feedback. You know, 
Um, and um, I'm pretty sure that this in implicitly means that there definitely will be value attached to a token because why else could this be used as an incentive? Um, you know, or and the second thing is that you know once you have this token, you'll be able to uh, get airdropped uh, governance token as well as uh, gems, which I believe will be in-game items or perks. Um, and uh, once you have the governance token, uh, a governance system up and running, I'm pretty sure the, the I, think, I believe we've mentioned that the, the players holding these uh, tokens will be able to uh, decide what sort of games they want, they want to, they want to see or be promoted in the system. And the last thing that's 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 really the key that got my attention was that the company talked about building a DEX, a decentralized exchange of NFTs. Now, everything that's currently in the marketplace right now is not a DEX. OpenSea, Rarible, um, these are marketplaces. So you can think of them as as like eBay. You know, you go to eBay and and, and you find and you type in I don't know desk. And you have I don't know thousands of these results, right? And and the format is a picture, a description, a price, delivery, and um, and, and and to be very honest, I, I don't think that works very well that format um, in terms of scale, uh, because you know uh, only a tiny percentage of the whole. Uh, marketplace will be will, will will own the biggest chunk of, of of all the possible market, right? Just like you know, uh, if you go to Amazon, if you go to eBay, if you go to any marketplace, you would your attention will be captured by the top two three people, uh, perhaps. Um, now, if you had a DEX, if you had a decentralized exchange where um, NFTs, although they represent unique items. Let's say that these items have similar traits. Let's say that you know there is a uh, there is it, it is an item that is worth a lot. I don't know. Let's say that that's let's say a mortgage on a huge land or something. And uh, let's say you have quite a few of these mortgages, right? And then and then you and then you make them uh, tradable by breaking them into smaller pieces, right? So, um, you know, creating ERC20 out of the NFT, and then that will allow these NFT tokens to be actually traded, um, through the DEX. And that, and, and we all know, you know, if a DEX is successful, such as Uniswap, there will be tons of trading fees. Now, if these, uh, PG, FK, FKs, um, Poliant Game, Founders Keys will be able to uh, capture the fees or percentage of that and then being able to change the parameters of such a DEX as well as whole system, then that will be clear, definitive value accrual mechanism for this token. Now, um, I don't know if this will happen. I hope this will happen. Um, and I'm really looking forward to see how Polyant Game develops this idea. I will try. I'll probably try to get the team onto this podcast to talk about their vision and ask some questions. Um, so if you, if if you could if you would like to ask questions as well, do get in touch. Um, you can reach me uh, at Harvey at a11crypto.com. 
Uh, and uh, finally, if you want to learn more about the opportunities and what is possible with DeFi, click on that follow or like button. I will keep making these. I'll be keep making these uh, educational podcasts for you, and I will probably uh, very soon start a YouTube uh, streaming YouTube channel to stream and to make videos to show you um, the magic of DeFi. Uh, lastly. I uh, just want to let everybody know that in the next episode, I'll be interviewing Hugh Cobb, the founder of Nexus Mutual. And you would like to definitely be there to listen to this because Nexus Mutual has one of these most well-designed token value ecosystem in the whole crypto I've seen. Again, everything here is not financial advice. Do your own research as we go on this crazy, amazing journey together. This is not for everyone. This is for the brave the curious, and the smart ones who would like to front-run opportunities. And I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>